and welcome to Game and Watch with Aaron and James, the podcast where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. Um, I am Aaron, joined as always by, by James. By James, I'm James, is. and we are going to be talking about Mario Kart today. Not any particular one Mario Kart game, but the vast majority of them. We're going to do kind of an overview of the entire series. Yeah, like a like a tapas, like assortment of Mario Kart. Yeah, and but but if you tuned in, hoping that we talk about the mobile game or any of the arcade versions, I'm sorry to disappoint you. We are not going to be talking about any of those. The most they're going to get is the sentence I just spoke. Also, if you saw Mario Kart and didn't read the word retrospective and think that this entire episode is about the NES game or the SNES game, you're out of your mind. <laughs> well, yeah. I have some some interesting thoughts, but it really sounds like I'm touting my own thoughts as being interesting. They're actually not very interesting. <laughs> I have some thoughts. I mean, uh, about, we wouldn't have this podcast if we didn't think some people found our thoughts interesting. I guess so. I have some thoughts about the Super Nintendo one that are not original and that everyone will probably agree with because they're, of how unoriginal they are. Um, so just as a kind of a quick summary of what the episode is going to contain. So we are... Again, we're not going to go into each of these games in great, great detail. Our goal is to try to cover some like new and fun things that each game introduced to the series, maybe change, maybe something, you know, one off experiment that one game tried and and then the other, you know, maybe others abandoned soon after, like things that were changed for the better, things that were changed for the worse. Uh, A lot of that will be, you know, opinion based, although I have a feeling that you and I are probably going to align on a lot of Mario Kart related things. Probably. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think this is a very important series in general. Um, I in trying to like put the outline for this episode together. I, I kept I couldn't help but like feel a little bit of like romantic feelings for this series in, Ooh, in, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's it, like it was kind of just like touching it, like how much time I've spent with this series. And I think I might be taking uh, taking it for granted. Well, the other thing I was thinking about and why this series, I think, stands out in people's memories so distinctly, even if they've only played one of these titles, is that there really isn't competition with this in terms of other kart racers. Other kart racers exist, but none of them could be said like in the same sentence as Mario. Kart. Oh, absolutely. Like, any of them across any generation. At this point now, there have been so many knockoffs. Like, I feel like every major like franchise or, you know, like, like I think Sonic or like Sega's done this. Disney's done it. Nickelodeon's done it. Like everyone but, has done this. But none of them, none of them has staying power, which I, is it, weird. Exactly. Except for this one. Uh, Lego Racer. That one's got uh, some staying. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, really, maybe. I don't I, know. Everyone... Who buys those Lego games, by the way? Is that just for little kids? Uh, it depends. Which Lego games are you talking about? Because I bought a lot of them back in the day. Uh, well, back in the day when you but were yeah, a little kid. True, true. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Lego Racer series is beloved in my... The Lego Racer, just Lego Racer 1 is very beloved uh, in uh, my family. Fair um, so I, 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 let me ask you this to start. What was your entry into this series? And what does this series mean to you? Okay, so I, uh, I'm going to say my entry to the series was Mario Kart 64. Uh, it's one of the first games that we got when we picked up our Nintendo 64, besides Mario 64. 
Uh, my brothers and I played it ad nauseum. Uh, I think Nintendo 64 will go down as the greatest couch multiplayer system of all time. I also think I came out, we both came out at the perfect age for it. Um, you yeah. know, being like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, having a Nintendo 64. Um, like I said, played this game with my brothers, played this game with my friends, played this game a ton, 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 ton in college. Um, college is also where I played the original SNES, uh, which I had not played as a kid. Um, and kind of where I touched upon all the other uh, Mario Kart uh, games, I did play Double Dash when it came out on GameCube when I had that. Uh, however, I never bought it. I did rent it multiple times. I do mm. like that one. Um, I played pretty much every Mario Kart game, um, but uh, Mario Kart DS, I think, was one I picked up from like GameStop and sold pretty quickly. Interesting. Um, yeah, Mario. Yeah, um, I want to talk then, more about that when we get to Mario Kart DS. And then the the GBA one also. I uh, I owned it and I kind of sold it quickly uh, because very stupidly I had the Game Boy Micro. Um, did you ah. ever have a Game Boy Micro? Uh, no, I I passed on that one. It was very cool. It was like very cell phone like, and the screen was very small. Um, it was perfect for playing Pokemon uh, and. Uh, basically nothing else <laughs> um i couldn't play final fantasy tactics uh game boy advance on it because the screen was too small and i couldn't really play mario kart super circuit because the screen was too small so i, I kind of just sold it but these are amazing games they're very pick up and play anyone uh can can enjoy a race uh it can be adjusted so that anyone can race comfortably um especially nowadays with mario kart 8 deluxe you can go on 50 cc you can also have all these kind of modifiers put on your cart so that even little kids or the elderly and infirm can play um it's just it's it's if you want fun i mean with basically anyone you can put this game on and it's extremely simple to play i, I just love it i have such affection for it i love the mario characters i think uh, having a game where it's not just racing it's incorporating all these mario ideas all these power-ups um all these characters and it's definitely a series that really has only gotten better. There's not an installment in, the, in this series where I think they really uh, took a back step. Um, I'm thinking of something like Smash Brothers, where mm -hmm. people have very passionate feelings about which Smash is the best. I don't really think that's the case in Mario Kart. I think everyone just kind of, yeah. whatever the newest Mario Kart is, especially console Mario Kart, essentially is the best Mario Kart. Yeah, I would say that I don't think any of the games ever really took a step back. There were just games that I didn't play as much as others or like they if something came out around the same time as another, I would probably just go back and replay other ones. And And the thing is like I would, really the only one that I go back and replay on any regular basis is mario kart 64 which was my entry to the series as well i did play super mario kart very soon after that um and i i actually really enjoy super mario kart you'd think that like as a kid who's not experiencing a 3d like graphics on the n64 for the first time would like latch on to mario kart 64 and think super mario kart is like old trash but i actually played a fair amount of super mario kart but it very quickly became like not even a, a, a conversation as to like go over to a friend's house, like which one do you want to play? It's like, of course, we're going to play Mario Kart 64. I mean, I will say the original Mario Kart, um, it's it's more bite sized, um, like it goes by faster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it's so bite sized. And it's like and frankly, I think I guess I, I could say it now versus saying it when we talk about it specifically. I think it, it's. 
it's just, I can't go back to it ever. I can go back to a lot of Super Nintendo games, but I, Mario, Super Mario Kart doesn't have any draw to me at all. And I've actually, in going through all these games and thinking about them a lot, I would really love to go back and replay all of these again, um, or at least the ones I haven't touched in the longest, except Super Mario Kart. Do you, do you have a hyperbolic time chamber that I'm not aware of? You're always like, well, I'm playing this and this and this and watching this. And I'm like, how? Like, what, where did, when do you live? This is, this is coming from um, a person who buys so many games. Yeah, and, true. And, you know, you're like, I've been dabbling with this. But I guess that's because you don't finish games. I don't. I'm, I'm a very much a dabbler. I and, I, and I do. And when I... And well, I, I, I do finish them. I just, I circle back. I do. I'm true. like a shark. I'm like a shark. I, I, <laughs> I circle around and then I finish things off. Well, the Mario Kart series is, is something that you can very easily pick up and replay. I mean, for, some of it is like accessibility. Like I, granted, I have Mario Kart DS. I could just throw it in my 3DS right now and play it, but I haven't. But like Mario Kart Double Dash, like I can't play that without a Wii or a GameCube. And I, I have yeah. Wii, but I just, you know, it would be awesome to have like people over and just throw on Double Dash for for a little bit. Um, yeah. And that, I mean, and that, again, to talk about what the series means to us, uh, in college especially, that was kind of a litmus test, right? Yeah. Uh, if people were good at not just not good at you know i only hung out with the kids who were good at mario kart um <laughs> no but the, like if you were over at someone's house and someone was being a real dickhead if they lost at super smash brothers or mario kart it was like okay i'm not gonna be that person's friend um but if people were very cool about it and very fun and having a great time playing mario kart or smash brothers they were probably really good people yeah i i think you're right on that and and in terms of what the series means to me i i really could just echo everything that you said about it. i mean it, it it's such a great like litmus test it's it's a good pick up and play like anyone can play it um sometimes when i go home and see my parents my dad and i will play it i we used to play it when i was younger we will play it now um it's just it's such it's such a fun series and you can tell for the most part that nintendo has a blast making these tracks uh and and designing these games i do think that there are some levels in some of these games and i'm not trying to talk about like the old like dated levels like super mario kart like i'm not saying like nintendo wasn't trying but i think there are some levels where it's shocking how little thought might have gone into it compared to some of the others where it seems like all their creative energy was focused on that one yeah it kind of makes you wonder what the process was like developing these tracks if they worked in teams or people developed tracks by themselves i would love to know yeah i would yeah i would as well and i i wonder if it was the same process for every game or every game was different Mm. that kind of thing yeah um so let's go through some kind of generalities across like the Mario Kart series in general before we get into each game individually. Um, so all of these games were developed and published by Nintendo, except Mario Kart Super Circuit for Game Boy Advance, which was developed by Intelligent Systems, who I it didn't ring a bell, but they're the ones behind all the WarioWare games and Paper Mario games. I think it is a very... I think it is a very generic name. Intelligent Systems. Yeah. That, could be, that could be anything. It is. Um and so the Mario Kart games were released on, I believe, almost every Nintendo generation except the original Nintendo, the original Game Boy, and Game Boy Color. I bet, I mean, I don't know if they ever plan to make it, but I bet you could pull off a decent Game Boy Color Mario Kart game. Decent. I, yeah, great. decent. 
Uh, and all of them were really well received. I, I don't think there was a single Mario game, even when I went back and I thought like, well, you know, I actually had some problems with this one. And there was some like called, I don't, I just, I had some qualms with a couple of them, but I, you go back and you look at reviews and it's like, no, there's pretty well received all across the board. Well, and that's something we can kind of uh, compare it to other Mario, especially Mario sports games, Mario sports games, their, their reviews are kind of, and quality are kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas again, even with intelligent systems, taking the GBA Mario Kart, like there's, there's not really a low card in the Mario Kart deck. Like if you look at Mario golf, if you look at Mario golf, good Mario golf games, bad Mario golf games, same with Mario tennis, et cetera. Um, Not the case here. Right. Toadstool tour, fantastic Mario golf game. Mario Golf Switch. Mm, I haven't haven't played it. Or actually, I did. I played it once. Good game. I I believe you. Or I guess my minimal experience would would agree with that. Um, So what is Mario Kart? Well, it's a bunch of Nintendo characters uh, in the Mario franchise, mainly the Mario series of games. Go-kart racing against each other. Isn't that just delightful? Yeah, Bowser has taken a break uh, trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Um, and Mario has taken a break trying to kill Bowser. Um, yeah, yet, Mario yet, is just trying to kill him. Yeah, so, dry, dry Bones is in the mix. So someone yeah. explain that to me. Well, Wario took a break from farting and eating garlic to 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 race well, i guess also also there's like a side plot where wario loves stadiums that i'm <laughs> aware of like him liking gold and owning a mine makes sense but he has all these coliseums and stadiums and i don't understand. listen let's not question any of this there's a lot in this if we're gonna nitpick courses there's so many courses that have jack shit to do with anything mario related i do enjoy the courses that are specifically named and themed for certain characters because i love the design yes. process like what did they consult Mario about the Mario circuit or did they just go for it and like <laughs> unveil it to him as a surprise? Don- Donkey Kong gets like a mountain. Like he's like a head, a bunch yeah. of mountain levels. And he's like, I've never been on a mountain. I live in a jungle. Yeah, that's true. Um, so not very many dinosaurs in Donkey Kong games, but go on. Do you want to park on that for a little bit? I haven't played enough of them to even know. Go on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so the general format of these games that, you know, they're single player modes and multiplayer modes. I will admit, I think the bulk of our discussion will probably be spent on Grand Prix and versus as opposed to battle mode. But battle mode is a hell of a time. Uh, if battle you get the right group of people together, you're playing. I mean, I'm Mario 64. You just unbeatable battle mode. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, all the games have great battle modes. When I say battle mode, eh, I mean, uh, the Switch one has some okay ones, but when I talk about battle mode, I'm thinking of uh, Mario Kart 64. Yeah, I would. I, I probably played the least battle of all the games in like the later Mario Kart battle. Like, like I played a lot in the DS and Double Dash and Mario Kart 64. I, yeah, I was kind of disappointed with uh, the multiplayer options, uh, like basically throughout the whole series after 64 <clears throat> and then up until Switch. Switch is okay. Yeah. Um, so you are racing, uh, there's eight racers per race, uh, that was eventually increased to 12, I believe. And usually there's three laps per race, though later games introduce more than three laps and we'll get into some of those levels. And they all, some of the later, later games introduce, and I thought this was a really neat idea. And I was actually kind of surprised it took them this long to do it is to introduce races that are just like start point end point they don't loop back around on themselves there's just kind of like checkpoints they're not really laps yeah there's some of my favorite tracks and they're Agreed. generally some of the most like aesthetically pleasing like they cool. look really yeah 
I, I wish that they would have done more of those. Yeah. Um, so this is a game where you race and you get power-ups that you can use to either boost something of your own, like to give yourself some more speed, or you can use it to harm others. And those power-ups take the form of question mark boxes that are on the track. When you hit them, you get power-ups and items. We're not going to go into every single item of the game. Um, I guess some of the staples are, you know, red shells um, that are more homing, one or three of them, uh, green well, shells, well, which are they're not, not. They're not any more or less. They're more homing. It's they're the, more homing. They're, they're not, not like, slightly more homing. They're, they're, they're well, they are homing. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all, they're a little stupid though. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. depending on which game you're playing, I mean, there are, you know, there are ways to avoid, you know, there are bananas you can leave on the track to, you know, make other people slip, or you could use them to block shells that people are shooting at you. There are, um, there's the power star, which makes you invincible. It makes you go faster. You know, there's lightning, which makes everyone small except you. Um, you know, you know. Yeah, all well, those. And I, I think they do an excellent job of giving like almost like every single Mario item, especially by Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, representation yeah. here and like really fun, clever uses. Yeah. Um, one thing that they eventually started doing, which I think it was is they did it pretty early. Uh, I think right around, I forgot if it was Double double Dash might not have had it. I can't remember if Double Dash had it, but Mario Kart DS was the first time I feel like I actually really paid close attention to the fact that they, you could unlock tracks from older games, usually reimagined or remastered in some way, but man, is that just a great idea. Yeah, I believe Mario Kart DS was the first to do that. DS, Wii, 7, and 8. Yes, all definitely. I, I and I, I was pretty sure Double Dash didn't do it, but yeah, Mario Kart DS, and that was we'll talk about Mario Kart DS in a, DS in a bit. But yeah, I, I just it. I don't know about you, but like when I saw that I could like unlock, you know, like Choco Mo- Mountain on in a new Mario Kart game, I just would get so giddy, you know. So would I, and what I think is really interesting is you're right. Um, they are oftentimes reimagined or remastered, but. Um, oftentimes, like, I almost feel like it's a different course and maybe sometimes, it's just the, yeah, maybe it's just the coat of paint or maybe it's like alterations they've made. Um, cause some of the jumps are pretty big. Like some of the jumps from say like the GBA one to, you know, obviously a standard 3d high definition system, like yeah. are going to be sizable, but, um, some of them, even the Chaco mountain one, I was playing Chaco mountain, um, for the newly released tracks. Um, mm-hmm. and that one like felt, cause I was playing with Edgar and he's like, Oh, I remember this one. This was on 1064. And I didn't even realize it was Chaco mountain. Cause it felt so different. To me. Yeah. And they, some of them definitely have that. I, I would say like, I, I feel like in the Mario Kart DS or in the handheld games, for some reason, those retro courses felt more like the old retro courses. Whereas like, and think most of the time they remake, especially the old ones, they widen out the track a lot. It's a little bit less chaotic. Yeah. It's almost like more manageable. And, th- and that is actually why, despite the fact that I've been kind of like heaping praise on Nintendo for doing this. And I, again, I still think it's a great idea, but sometimes you just can't beat the original in some, in some fashion. Um, you know, like I would much rather play Choco Mountain, Mountain and Mario Kart 64 any day over any of the remade versions, but it doesn't stop me from... 
it's well known between you and I on this show that we are suckers for Nintendo re-releasing shit. Oh yeah. They, we can't, we just themselves. gobble it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sickness really. It really, it really is. Uh, well, keep and, doing it. Nintendo, please. Well, what's, what's frustrating too is Nintendo has this very strange attitude towards preserving old games. It's like, they seem like they want to, but also not really. And only the ones they want you to play. Um, and it's, it's like, yeah, now we get, you know, Mario 64 on switch online, but it's like, if you didn't, or you don't pay for that, yeah, like, sorry, you're, you know, like, you're just not your SOL. I'm playing some of these tracks. Yep. Um, so at a minimum, each one of these games has four cups, the mushroom cup, flower cup, star cup, and special cup, um, in that order, kind of increasing from like lower difficulty courses to higher difficulty courses yes. and, and other games you introduced are... other cups as well. Yes. And if you are playing as either Baby Mario or Baby Luigi, you can play the Sippy Cup, uh, which is. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's it's a cup joke. Love it. Um, So carts, let's get into carts. And this is one of the things that I think might be divisive is that. So as a general matter, carts are either like characters are either, either like light, medium or heavyweight characters. And that is usually defined as certain with certain cart attributes. Um, and that is top speed and acceleration. Top speed is higher for heavy characters, lower for light characters. Acceleration is higher for light characters and lower for heavier characters. Sometimes lightweight characters can be more easily bumped, spun out, otherwise kind of bullied by heavier players. But in terms of like cart attributes, that kind of started changing a little bit. I think around Mario Kart Wii, when they introduced bikes and stuff. And I think they had other... We'll get into it more detail when we get to that part, but I'm not sure I'm actually a huge fan of them making the cart attribute things and cart customization. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't need any of that. I don't hate it. I just don't just give me a generic ass cart. I don't care. Yeah. So kind of what we're talking about is the idea of earlier Mario Karts, you could pick, you know, like light, medium, heavy. Mario Kart 8, you're picking those characters that kind of roughly fall into light, medium, heavy, but then you're picking individual cart parts yeah. that change your traction and your weight and your speed. So technically you could have, say, Bowser in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a traditionally heavy character, but you could kit him out with everything you could to kick up his acceleration and make him like lighter. But he it's it so there's a lot of there's a lot more customization and crossover in the newer ones. Um but I agree with you. I almost wish in the newer ones there were like preset carts you could just quickly select mm-hmm. um, for that like light, medium, heavy build and not have to kind of every single time, you know, pick through your parts. Yeah. And it was it's not really unless you're getting into these games like really hardcore where kind of Mario Kart Wii was my first experience where there was like a lot of debate. And I actually tried to like go online and like engage in a com- like an online community about like, OK, who who are the best players in this, in the world and what carts are they using? You know, like, and, and that's not something I really wanted to ever engage with in Mario Kart. Cause I, I played a lot of Mario Kart Wii online and I wanted to be very good at the game. And I, you know, there'd be, there'd be a lot of debates online as to like, Oh, well, what are the best like character uh, cart combinations? And like, I'd rather just simplify it, do away with that and just have characters and one of my favorite things about Mario Kart 64 is that it is very divisive about who's better than others. And I 
actually, it took me a while to come around to it, but I really think every single character in that game is very viable. And it, it's a lot more dependent on player skill than it is on which character you are. And that's what I was going to say. I think Mario Kart almost, um, like, it almost reminds me of a fighting game in that if you're playing online or if you're playing 150cc or 200cc for the games that offer 200cc, mm-hmm. like, it it almost doesn't matter what character or what cart build you're going with. It matters your ability to play that character or cart build. Yes. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's kind of where it's at. And speaking of CC, there's so there's usually... At a minimum, there's three. There's 50, 100, and 150 CC, which I actually I don't think I ever really fully grasp it. Like, it. Does that just affect speed and like how easily you can spin out? Or is that just some of the games? And then in other games, it has an even greater impact. I always thought it was speed and AI. I thought the AI. Oh, got- that's true. The AI does give. I, to be honest with you, I have not played on 50 or 100 cc in any mario kart game in a long long time i think the only time the last time i did it was i think for mario kart ds where i think you had to do with it on you had to beat every circuit get like a gold trophy on every circuit to unlock some things on 50 100 150 other than that i don't engage with anything but 150 it's yeah because you're not a stupid little baby and you can play the game like a grown-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> I take off my diaper before I play. Gotcha. Um, I, I've only played like 50 and 100 because uh like Edgar has wanted to play or non-gamer people have played with me. And um, but yeah, it is for stupid little babies who don't know how to play <laughs> games. Um, but yeah, I would say 200 cc, at least for me, on the games that have 200 cc, I think it's seven and eight, maybe not any. Yeah. Um, but 200 CC is like for a single player, like pretty, it's a, it gives you a challenge. It it does. And I've definitely enjoyed engaging with it, but it's just not my preferred way of playing the game. Yeah. Um, so characters in these games, there is a lot of characters across all these games. We're not going to talk about all of them, but the constants are Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, Bowser, and Toad. They are in every single Mario Kart game. Um, also, uh, essentially like the Mario Party crew minus Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Donkey Kong, I, I was I had originally tr- I was trying to do this from memory at first, like to, to quiz myself a bit. And I originally wrote down Donkey Kong was also in every game. Not true. No, Donkey Kong Jr. No, no. is in Mario Super Mario Kart, yeah. not Donkey Kong himself. I and it's I, he's I, wearing he's wearing the shirt i know he's and wearing the, the cover, shirt I, I, it. and it's funny is like i actually pictured that as i was thinking about like is he in the game oh yeah no i'm a dumb idiot yeah uh rainbow roads in every game i believe yeah yeah that, also that's a constant uh, not always but uh, sometimes a highlight of the games rainbow road i would say most often than not a, a big highlight um I, what's funny is that what might be my favorite Mario Kart game, I would say, has arguably the worst Rainbow Road. Um, maybe. Interesting. Uh, or second worst. Anyway, so in terms of courses, I, 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 I didn't do any research on this in particular, but I, I think that most of the games have a Mario circuit slash like Luigi circuit. There's one of those al- types. Yeah, there's always like a very basic intro level and it's always themed around either Mario or Luigi, I believe. Yes, yes. 
One thing that we will talk briefly about when we get into the other games, but I'll, I want to introduce it here, is that some of the games have coins on the ground that you can pick up, which typically increase a cart's top speed and or can be used to unlock cart parts in the games that do allow for cart customization. And, you know, when you get hit, when you fall off the level, you lose coins and have to pick them back up. I have very mixed opinions on whether or not coins are a good mechanic. What do you think uh, about them? The only thing I remember about coins is I uh, I was a nanny for one. So- well, I, I had multiple jobs at the time, but I've had many jobs. And one job I've had was to be like a manny uh, for four boys age uh, like four, six, nine and twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played a whole lot of Mario Kart. Um, and I remember the oldest kid trying to convince the others that coins meant nothing. (laughs) It didn't matter if you like got them and lost them. And then the one, like, I think the nine-year-old who was kind of smart enough to be like, wait a minute. He's like, wait a minute. Coins are good. Um, and I had to be the one to be like, yeah, they make you go faster. And the the oldest kid was very mad at me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of wish that they were, I kind of go back and forth on this. I wish that they were either only gained. Okay. Now I've decided for myself. I wish they were only gained uh, on the track and I wish they weren't in central paths. I wish they were purposefully out of the way. um, And I wish you did not get them in items. Yeah. I am so glad you mentioned that. I hate when they're an item. Yeah. I hate it. I like the idea that the collecting them makes you go incrementally faster and therefore it incentivizes hitting people to knock out their coins and things like that. Um, but I would like it much better if the, you had to go out of your way to get the coins um, for a little more risk reward. Cause the way it is now, yeah. you just, just kind of get them pretty easily in some way. It's yes and no. I, I think in some ways they just even having them slightly off center, like forces people to have to maybe adjust their play style slightly. Like if you're just kind of cruising and you're ahead of everyone, and you, oh, like, oh, you're not going to hit any coins. If you keep on like the regular course you're on, you have to veer a little bit out of the way. Maybe you're veering into somebody is like, you know, you know, maybe you're veering into a shell or something, you know, like it's, it, it, it kind of takes you out of your comfort zone, which I think is fun from like the perspective of someone who likes challenges in video games. But in other times I just find coins to be a nuisance. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm of two minds about it. Again, I think what I would like personally is, like I said, leave them on the track, no items. Um, we should yeah. also mention items in general. Like you said, um, items can cause a lot of uh, like tumult. Um, I think the way I've heard Mario Kart described that I think is very accurate is rubber banding. Hmm. Um, you're going to do a lot of rubber banding and we didn't mention it up with items, but I think we should mention to here before we launch into the games. Yeah. The games are sort of balanced so that, um, the better you are doing in a race, the less useful items you will get. Yeah. You encourage people in the back, or if you start losing to still feel like you were in the race. And especially when human players are involved, if you are in eighth or 12th place and you get the right combination of items, you are, you are still viable. You, you can still win the race. Yes. Um, and even that people have really mixed feelings on. What do you, what, what do you think about that? I think that sometimes it's inconsistent. I, I, and maybe it's just in, I'm just thinking of Mario Kart 64 because I think Mario Kart 64, it can be wildly inconsistent. Oh, 64 like, is, is crazy. I, who, whoever came up with like the balancing there, I just, I've, I'm sure people have actually looked at the code. I've never actually paid attention to it. 
it feels like, like you it feels like you can randomly get lightning bolts when in you're in second place in like third place. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean I I it it's is crazy. I, I'm not, you know, I I don't shy away from shy away from admitting like I, I I personally think I'm very good at Mario Kart 64 and I one tactic I think is extremely useful is to purposely drop down to second place when you're neck yeah. and neck with someone yeah. to get or, a better or, item. Yeah, or third or fourth. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a good strategy, but on the other hand, sometimes if I get knocked down to like seventh, I'll just get and get three mushrooms constantly, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where's my star? Yeah, but I get I maybe I'm just thinking of Mario Kart 64. No, I think I think they've corrected that a lot in the later games. Mario Kart 64. I actually think it made it kind of better uh, to play human kind multiplayer. Of. Yeah. Human multiplayer. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, AI multiplayer. It's it's a real nightmare. It's bananas. Yeah. Literally sometimes. Yeah. Um, should we get into the games? Yeah, let's jump into the games. So first up, you know, we've got Super Mario Kart, which was released in 1992 for the Super Nintendo. Very basic game compared to the rest. All 20 tracks were based on levels in Super Mario World because that was kind of all they had. At the or at least Mar- Super Mario World was just you know a phenomenon so would you say that super it. would you say that super mario world was the it girl of the early 90s i sure would in terms of video games <laughs> sure would the fa- um, the fabio of video oh, games please yes <laughs> also my sister saw him in real life once at a restaurant and really? he's actually very small He's he like, is, I, I'm, I'm hoping true. he's like four foot five. No, I don't think he's four foot five. <laughs> um, safe to say, though, just generally with this game, um, like uh, better proof of concept than anything else. Almost reminds me of Star Fox. Like, yes, Star Fox exactly. the proof of concept where it elevated once it got to 64. Same thing with this. I mean, it was there, but 64 just completely elevated it. Couldn't agree more. Uh, my my take is that Super Mario Kart hurts my eyes to play yeah, now. I, it, yeah. I cannot play it anymore. Um, but for what it was at the time, really incredible, really fun. Again, I, I even played it after Mario 64, like I mentioned, and I still found it quite fun, um, is the only game in the series to give players lives, which is something I completely forgot about. I believe you end up in fifth place or lower, you lose a life. And if that happens to you more than once, you are out. But again, two kills you with a gun. (laughs) But also, like, are you frequently, like, losing this game really badly? Probably, no. Probably uh, well, if you pick it up for the first time, um, you know, in a while to uh, play for a podcast, um, you might <laughs> yeah, be pretty yes. bad at it. True. Um, this game also introduced coins. I mean, it basically introduced everything. It's the first game. But, you know, it had coins. It uh, can carry a max of 10 coins, and your max speed's increased for each coin. Um, the only other note I had about this one is that I think Rainbow Road is a real bitch. It, uh, yeah, even when I was is. good at this game, I thought it was a real pain in the ass. It is. Um, do we want to go into favorite courses? Yeah, well, we we can. And, and it's and that was one of the main reasons I was playing is that any course I didn't play replay. I watch YouTube videos for because I actually wanted to make an informed decision as to what my favorite courses are in a game where basically every course is the same. It just has different skins sort of yeah but i I mean you could say that of any game i guess Um, i mean you could say that bloodborne is just you fighting various (laughs) like wireframes walking around a wireframe world which is just like every other game fine would you say that mario kart uh this mario kart series is kind of like a combination of breath of the wild and dark souls 
I would say it's the Dark Souls of kart racers. You know how you feel about <laughs> steampunk, the, the term being used? That's how I feel about Breath of the Wild and Souls being used in game reviews. Yeah. Ooh, can you even imagine a steampunk Breath of the Wild? What would, what would we even do? I, well, for one, it wouldn't be steampunk at all, but it would be called that. Yeah, that's true. It you would know? like one character would be wearing goggles and they would call it steampunk. Yeah. So I actually do have like a three courses that I do think I like more than all the rest of them. And then I have one that I picked just for the aesthetic. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh... I love Bowser's castle one, two, and three. Um, I love the Bowser's castle races in this. And then I picked vanilla Lake because I just like the vanilla, the way it looks vanilla Lake two. Okay. Um, so for me, I, um, for the ones that I had less experience with, I only listed three for everyone else. I listed four. Okay. Um, so I played Mario Kart SNES, uh, in college for the first time. Um, one of my friends had it for super Nintendo. Um, he also had Mario Kart 64. So we pretty much only played that, but we did play a little bit of Mario Kart SNES. Um, I'm going to throw rainbow road on there. Um, because I think again, like, I think this game is more proof of concept. I think it's kind of clunky and hard to look at. But I like Rainbow Road because I think for the technology, I think it actually capitalizes um, better than yes. some other tracks. Yeah. Just because it's a very plain black background and a very clear, cololorful track. So it keeps it very focused and it's like, it's more less a- hard on the eyes than the yeah. rest of the game is. Yeah. It's like, it's a very clean look. Um, yeah. You're, you're right, though. It's a real bitch. Um, so many twists and turns. So, yeah. so many twists. I, and turns. I, I almost put it on my list for the kind of the same reason you had it. As much as I think it's a pain, I think it might, it's just, it's so different that I, I kind of, I like it. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to put uh, Bowser's Castle. I didn't differentiate one, two, or three, just in general, the Bowser's Castle uh, tracks. Um, because mm-hmm. I like that even in this early version of this kind of game, they were still doing things like boost panels, uh, yeah. purposely kind of goading you into overshooting into lava, yep. um, already having jumps and things. And for like a console, the SNES like didn't have 3D rendering really. Um, for a console that didn't have that to try and kind of pull it off in these ways uh, is impressive, even if I don't think the actual courses are like super fun. I didn't like... I should have included notes on this. I, so I know that Mario Super Mario Kart used a type of like graphics rendering called Mode 7, I think it's yeah, called. And a lot did, of games, uh, the NES era used it. It's how they did Doom. Isn't Doom the one that like kind of created it maybe? Or well, maybe they, I, like, I think Doom might be similar, but I think Mode 7 was something specifically designed by Nintendo for Nintendo stuff uh, or that, that they would like license out to developers and such. I, I I could be wrong about that, but I know that like all the Final Fantasy games that were released in the NES, or NES era were had like incorporated it in some way. I, I can't really, I think Super Castlevania used it at some point. I think I'm just, yeah, I'm thinking of, it may not be mode seven, but there's some trick that Doom used where it was able to render 3D spaces with 2D rendering technology. Okay. Like if you like if you shoot an enemy on top of the stairs in Doom, it will hit him as long as you are standing in front of him because the game is tr- like tricking you with 3D geometry, but it is operating as a 2D game. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah um and that was like that was our that was doom i would Corner. i would oh I, I would do doom i would actually do a lot of the dooms i would do the new doom reboot i would do original doom doom 2 i've only played doom 1 and 2 to completion i don't think i ever finished another one i downloaded doom eternal but have not 
played it the very do- much. just doom doom 2016 incredible so much fun i got it on sale on ps4 for like nine dollars or something yeah i played it during the uh quarantine complete blast start to finish okay i i should yeah. really should give it a try yeah um so next up we've got mario kart 64 oh you didn't let me let me list my third yeah. oh my god I'm so, I'm so sorry i thought you did so this one, uh, it, it's not my favorite. It's just the one I remember playing on as a kid because uh, my my cousins also had Super Nintendo, but I almost never got to play uh, on theirs. Um, but I do vaguely remember playing Ghost Valley as a kid. Um, and even as a kid being like, this isn't a valley. This is a house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just remember, I remember keep dying. And I remember we had Mario Kart 64 at the time. And I was like, God, this sucks. Like Mario Kart 64 is so much better. Um, but tell us about Mario 64 because... I, I think uh, in terms of minutes played, maybe I played this one the most, but definitely multiplayer and not single player. Single player. Oh, I yeah. I game more. Um, I'm only really counting multiplayer. Well, actually, you know, no, actually, that's not true because a lot of these games had a lot of things to do with single player. I, yeah. This is probably my no- the number one in terms of hours played. This is number overall. one for me in terms of nostalgia, for sure. Not my yeah. favorite, actually, but in terms of nostalgia, absolutely. My, I, there's one that I think I poured in almost as much time, truly, like I as I played in Mario. Because a lot of the time I put into Mario Kart 64 wasn't like sessions that would last hours it would be like pick up and play like a couple cups and then put it down but like there's another game in this series that i played every waking like i'd come home from school and i would finish my homework and i would just play this well because i think um other games in the series did a better job of incentivizing you to play via like unlocks and things yes mario kart 64 doesn't really doesn't give a shit that so i mean it's definitely fun like you said to pick up and play but in terms of single player progression like you can do time trials but that's kind of it yeah yeah so mario kart 64 was released in 1996 uh in japan in 1997 in the u.s for nintendo 64 you know the the from 2D to 3D made a lot of different things possible. Um, elevation changes, walls, pits. It's, you know, it's it's kind of, it's actually not that hard to believe that Super Nintendo couldn't do any of that stuff, but it's just well, still crazy to think like how crazy different this was. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I wonder as well, did uh, the SNES game have any shortcuts or is that new? Yes, you could, you could jump over could. certain walls. Yes. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and, you know, the, the characters and items are still 2D pre-rendered sprites, uh, and they would eventually get rid of that um, two games from now. Uh, but, you know, it, the game looks pretty pretty damn good still uh, for Nintendo 64. It works very well. Yeah, I, I, I think it looks fine. Um, yeah. I think they do a, yeah, I think they do a very seamless job blending the 2D, uh, like, icons and the 3D character models. Yeah. Or no, actually, the character models are 2D. I mean, everything else. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so they were they got rid of the coin aspect here. Um, not not you know my feelings on coins, as I mentioned, you know I I, I don't want to like it's just not like maybe this is just my favorite Mario Kart game. I, and I'm not exactly sure if that is true, but maybe the, it kind of sets all the standards that I want. It doesn't complicate things with too many tra- with, with you know cart customization. It doesn't have coins. It's pretty. It's such a simple game, and I love it. Did you have some kind of Dickensian upbringing where like the collection of coins was a real source of like <laughs> turmoil for you? Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I was pelted with coins and bullied oh, as a okay. child. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this game introduced Wario and Donkey Kong, got rid of that stupid Donkey Kong Jr. guy. 
Um, yeah, and gave our friend Brian possibly the no- most annoying character ever. Well, yeah. possibly. Uh, did you hear him uh, admit that uh, I'm better than him at this game at my no, wedding? No, but I, I did know, or maybe I did, but I did also know that um, he and his brother kept notebooks full of their, their Mario Kart records. When Brian and I lived together, we had a, a thing on the wall with tally marks, and we kept track of every every cup won and if you lost to i think yeah if someone got first place every single race against the other person that would be two tallies (gasps) because that would be super embarrassing for one of us to lose like that um and i i mean so my i bring this up uh sorry brian if you're listening but because he admitted it to me but i knew for a long time that i was better uh because the tally marks eventually got to the point where they were it wasn't even close uh i am i i have a soft spot for this game not just because i think i is probably the only video game i've ever played where i feel like i'm really 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 good at it compared to a lot and most if not all the other people i've ever engaged with um I, you know, I probably don't really have any game like that, except maybe this. And it's just such, I mean, again, this week we were, this came out at the perfect time for us, right? You know, this is like when we really got in. The Mario Party games, just countless hours playing with friends, couch co-op. Yeah. (laughs) And and despite how much love and affection and, and, and um, nostalgia I have for this game, I, I part of me wonders is it my favorite i, I really don't know it, I, it probably is but i think there's another one that's close but it's but the the one I'm, the other one i'm going to end up saying is not one i've played at all recently whereas this one i keep coming back to so maybe that's the deciding factor um yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say about this game it always puts a smile on my face i always have a blast playing it um it's not my favorite like i said it's nostalgically absolutely it's great mm-hmm. um but it's not my favorite okay uh so this game also introduced voice acting four-player mode the whole character <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of voice acting more, more just like hitting yeah wario's voice acting annoying i love it wario's my character always and forever in this game i don't pick wario in every game uh, I'm a dry bones guy in some of the other games. Okay. I'm a dry okay. boy. Yeah, I, I respect it. Uh, it's the, this introduced the, the whole character weight system I described before it introduced mirror mode, which is kind of a neat way to play certain levels. And in Mario Kart 64, some of the most chaotic levels like uh, Toad's, about, t- Toad's Turnpike. Tell us what mirror mode is though. Uh, mirror mode is the mirror image of every, of every course. Um, so it's all flipped around. It's all flipped around. And in, uh, but in Toad's Turnpike, that means the trucks drive <laughs> the opposite way, which actually doesn't make sense, right? If it's just flipped like a mirror, that doesn't mean the truck should drive the other way. It just means. Do you think the yeah. people of the Mario world are also uh, dooming their planet by the acquisition of fossil fuels? To- I build and maintain trucks great transition i would say uh yes okay i would absolutely say that uh the this game introduced ghost data for time trials i never really engage in time trials in any of the mario games not including this one it introduced the famous blue spike shell the fake item block and the super mushroom 
The fake item block you can spot because the question mark is upside down. Yes. Yes. And it's also, I think it's, I think it actually is tilted slightly differently than yes. the others. Uh, that's harder to notice when you're going full speed. What are your favorite courses from Mario Kart 64? Uh, this one was the hardest uh, simply because again, they're all good. It, yeah. Th- I mean, they are Except all good. one. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So for uh, number one, I put Toad's Turnpike. Um, there's just something about like a real traffic level in a non-car game that I love. Like playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, like I love the parts like where you could drive around where like cars would be and in the street. And um, again, Toad's Turnpike, I, I just love that it's a little highway. I love that you can be going with or against traffic. Um, it makes her some really fun moments, especially when you kind of ram someone else into an oncoming truck. Um, and this was sublime for playing multiplayer with your friends. Um, there are just so many crazy things that can happen. I just, mwah, chef fingers. Yeah. Um, also, I should say, I have these listed number one through four for each one. No particular order. Um, it's just how I listed them. Uh, number two, I had Royal Raceway. That's um, a great one. Yeah. And really for no other reason than just the aesthetics. Um, it just gives me really good Mario 64 feelings. Yeah. Um, and it makes me want to play that game every time I play Royal Raceway. And I love the one big kind of set piece jump uh, yes. that goes over the, That's over a the river. Um, yeah. Just the colors, the design. the extent, Peach's the Castle. Peach's Castle. Yeah. Um, and then Rainbow Road, just because this is the first Rainbow Road I always played, or I'm sorry, first Rainbow Road I ever played. Um, also kind of easy compared to other Rainbow Roads, I think. Mm. Um, some of the other Rainbow Roads get a little get a little dicey. Yeah. Um, and um, I- I'm also going to say this isn't a track, but I'm just going to put multiplayer. Um, because <laughs> I, honestly, because I would say 50% of my time, uh, couch co-op in this game was played races. The other yeah. 50% was multiplayer block forts, uh, big donut. Like I like, give it to me right now. Like <laughs> I, I will play anyone right now. I know. Right. Um, battle mode in 64 was unreal. Um, it was a blast. Probably my favorite battle mode in all yeah. the games. So uh, none of the ones that you listed are on my list, but really? I, I, I did all put right. like I, at the top, I kind of put like all of them. Okay. And it's, I, I honestly think I, there's really only there's one level. Like if I was making a tier list, there's only one track. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's but it's it's the only one on the lowest tier. And that's Rainbow Road for me. I think it's too long. I, I think if you got rid of the rails, it would be better. It's I, so long and so easy. And and frankly, and, and coming from a competitive standpoint, I think it's a big anticlimactic race. I could see that. I uh, I just like the fact that it did have the rails because I'm a, a little baby who can't play games. But, um, I mean, and, and too, I do love the uh, crazy mm-hmm. shortcut. If you can, the play. crazy shortcut is fun. That's my favorite part about it. Um, but the, uh, so the four that I wrote down were G- DK Jungle Parkway, Wario Stadium. If you don't, it, the Wario Stadium is tricky though because I love the the wall jumps that you can do in that game. Some a, a couple of them are really hard to pull off. Um, the first one, the one right at the beginning, is much much easier. But it, from a competitive standpoint, Wario Stadium is tricky because if someone gets lightning, they can really just completely change the course of the of the game. And I don't like that about it. But if you're just talking about general design i i find wario stadium to be a blast even though it's very kind of samey 
I don't know. I've had a lot of fun times playing Wario Stadium. DK's River Cruise or whatever it's called. That was Parkway. Jungle Parkway. That was going to be in mine. It was it was that or Royal Royal Wasteway. Did you ever did you ever have people in like grade school, junior high, like on the like in recess hearing rumors about secrets in this game I, I in general we should do an episode eventually on like on gaming secrets. on gaming secrets yeah. and like what it was like before the internet like really like, became a th- more of a thing gaming secrets in the wild yeah. And, and, yeah and there was there were people there were rumors that went around including on i did end up finding like online people were talking about it too that you could land on the boat in dk jungle parkway and drive and like you enter like a room and you'd see all these Mario characters like having a party, and oh. you you cannot fucking do that. Well, what's <laughs> and crazy? I tried a lot. Well, what's crazy is that like that is just boring enough to be believable. Like Nintendo would yeah. do that. It would just be a picture of them being like, "Thanks for the party" or something. It'd be so stupid. Um, but you know, like that's why I would believe it. But you know, other little kids would be like, "If you do that, like it unlocks Cloud Strife to play in Mario Kart." And that's the stuff I believed when I was like eight. Um, but that's the stuff that absolutely was never going to come true. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I, I think that's so, it's so fun that that was like a thing. Um, I, I have a lot of fondness for this course. I mean, it's, it's a blast. Also very like noticeably, especially in versus mode, which I don't like playing versus nearly as much as I play, like playing Grand Prix. But like, I feel like everything is faster in DK Jungle Parkway than any other course in the game. I Do you ever like get it, that feeling? I feel like it moves through its set pieces really quickly. Like none of them, like uh, the bridge area, the cave area, like none of them last too long. They're all very small. Whereas I think in some of the other, like Royal Raceway, for example, there's really long straightaways in that where mm-hmm. everything looks a little bit samey. Um, whereas I feel like in DK's Jungle Parkway, like they're, you're kind of flying through. like areas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other two I had, uh, Koopa Trooper Beach is probably my favorite in the whole game, and Yoshi Valley. Uh, Yoshi Valley mainly just because the idea of being able to take multiple, so many different routes is so it was so cool to me then, and I still have a lot of fondness for that. That's a controversial choice because yeah. I thought that was going to be your the one that you, you didn't like. I, I've I've kind of come around. I came around on Yoshi Valley. Um, I, again, I really, I, the, the, probably my biggest one is I thought like Mario Raceway, or I think it's like this, the, whatever the fourth track on Flower Cup is, I thought that level was so stupid and boring, but I think it's really fun from a, from a, like a competitive standpoint. It's a great level to close out a Grand Prix. That's kind of neck and neck. Hmm. It's a blast. Uh, Yoshi Valley. I, I don't, I just, I have, I have a lot of fun with Yoshi Valley. Um, all right, should we move on? Let's do it. We don't have to spend as much time on this one. Mario Kart Super Circuit. Uh, so that was released for the Game it's Boy very, Advance I mean, in 2001. It's, it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. I played a lot of it, but it's probably the one I've played the least of all of them. Maybe Mario, Super Mario Kart. But so this was the first game to, uh, to give you the ability to unlock retro courses. All of them are from Super Mario Kart because the Game Boy Advance couldn't really do Mario Kart 64 like courses in, in, in Game Boy Advance. However, it should be it should be said though that essentially it's doing what Super like Mario Kart SNES does. Yeah. 
but because I mean the game GBA was kind of essentially like a pocket Super Nintendo, but it just like the technology's there and they like they pull it off. They they pull they off, do they pull off SNES Mario Kart as like the best anyone could do it. And that's kind of how I felt about it. it. Was like, oh, if you do, I want to play Super Mario Kart, but with better graphics and doesn't hurt my eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna play Super Circuit, and it, yeah. it was it was it was really fun. It, it didn't last very long for me because I'm pretty sure I never played it again after. The next one came out, even though this was our only handheld option at the time. So this reintroduced the coin mechanic, which I wasn't a fan of. I thought it was actually very hard to play this game. I just the Super Nintendo and this like the the D-pad is not great to me for racing. Sometimes I actually think never mind. I take that back because DS had that, too. But um, anyway, so Mario Kart Super Circuit also, I think, was the first game, maybe the only game to have a ranking assigned based on your performance, which can be affected by coins and what place you end up in like CBA S I think. Yeah. Because the, all the other games it's place, but it's not rank. Yeah. Um, Something like that. And that's really all I have to say about it before we get to courses. It was just, you know, I think super circuit is generally regarded as people's least favorite Mario Kart game. I don't think, I don't think it's a bad game by any means. I had a blast with it. It's just, I, I, if I'm going to go back and replay older Mario games, I, this is probably this in super Mario Kart. I'm probably not going to play. Yeah. I think in my, as I've gotten older, I'm more generous towards handheld games, particularly handheld. Yeah versions of full console experiences now i kind of appreciate the differences between them whereas when i was younger i just was like oh this is an inferior version of like a better game um which is not and actually now like i said it as an adult i kind of enjoy thinking about the choices they made to like strip down certain games yeah um but yeah i I remember picking this up and playing it as a kid and just kind of having that attitude like "Eh, i mean it's not as good as um you know 64 or especially when the next game came out you know obviously not that um i think this is probably the most forgotten mario kart i even forgot it was called mario kart super circuit when i was looking at <laughs> when i was looking it up again for this yeah. episode i was like oh it's super circuit i thought it was just mario kart advanced or whatever mm. so uh do you want to introduce what i'm guessing is your favorite mario kart game are we just not even going to talk I'm talking about the levels oh mario shit I, I already <laughs> forgot That's i'm already i'm already so excited it's so excited so i actually i actually think that there are two levels in mario kart super circuit that i very much have never forgotten it's very odd and, and part of it is help that they bring it back in newer mario kart games um i think one of i think we might share one but go on okay uh so my four are i, I couldn't figure out what there's two bowser castle levels i couldn't remember which one was my favorite i, I must admit i forgot to do research and figure out which one it was so one of the bowser's castle levels was one i very, very much enjoyed the two that i have not forgotten are ribbon road and sky yes. garden oh okay ribbon road yes ribbon road is my favorite in that game by far yeah i uh, love that level sky garden i think is fun too and i think cheese land was just so stupid but i yes. I, I had a great time with okay cheese land. yeah cheese land okay so uh i also had ribbon road um i just love the concept also, between Ribbon Road and Cheeseland, are those references to Mario and the Six Golden Coins? Great question. I don't know. I I actually assume not. I how is Cheeseland not though? Because You'd the only other be. the only other game that features the moon besides Odyssey, which obviously was not you know in existence at this time, is Six Golden Coins. And I think the idea like that has to be right, like having the moon, and that's what 
was it called she's land and six golden Co- i can't remember actually wait no i don't think it was i i think i honestly i i always just assumed that because like doesn't it look like the doesn't the level look like it's taking place in space? Not yeah. in the remasters ones, but in the original. I'm no, pretty I, sure yeah. it's you're literally in space. In which in which case, I assume that just means you're on the moon. Yes, yes, and that yes, was and that was yes. it. Yes, right. Like, right, hang on, but, I'm, but, I'm gonna pull up the wiki page for it and no, see if they say anything. About I watch. I did watch Cheese Land today. Uh, oh, okay. I, I watched it. it. Yeah, it's it's on the moon. Um, I am really shocked. The note I had about this is it's an amazing concept, especially if it is a reference to six golden coins, two things. One, I'm very surprised they haven't gone back to six golden coins for any, uh, track pulls. And then two, um, I'm surprised they haven't gone back to a moon or a space concept ever really besides rainbow road. Yeah, I know. It's very odd. It's very strange. So both the ribbon road and the, and the cheese, like the wiki pages, don't say anything about six golden coins. I mean, that maybe that's just my headcanon, but maybe. I uh, I do particularly love the remaster of Ribbon Road in Mario Kart 8. It was uh, that one of the new ones, or is that an it's, older it's, one? I forgot. It's one of the DLC ones. I can't wait to play. I, no, don't, well, I don't think I, I played it. I should <laughs> rather say DLC for the Wii U comes with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, then, then I guess I have played it. Yeah. Um, I'll just really quickly mention, I also like Shy Guy Beach. Um, That's a good one too. Because it has those crabs. I love the pirate ship. And it kind of just reminded me of like a very stripped down Nintendo 64 version of yeah. the beach level. Um, but yeah, again, these are pretty forgettable for me. Uh, Rainbow Road, or I'm sorry, Ribbon Road only stands out because I like the remaster. Cheese Land, again, because I just, I think that's such a cool idea. I don't know why they haven't brought it back. But yeah. Um, the next one I also played a good uh, chunk with, um, and that is Mario Kart GameCube, Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah. Tell us about that one. Uh, that was released in 2003. Uh, it is the only Mario Kart game with two racers per cart. And it kind of types of co-op gameplay where you can you know race against each other but you can also play where there's two human players playing on one cart which is silly i guess you could kind of s- switch off and drive right i think i think they have that right yeah i i actually now that i'm thinking about it i did play this game a lot more than i thought but multiplayer okay so this wasn't your and favorite we, game no it wasn't my I was favorite between, game. i was between this and mario kart 7 as your favorite mario kart well game. we'll get there um <laughs> but i played this a lot multiplayer and yeah we never really played two people on one cart because yeah that seems kind of dumb yeah i i didn't do it i will admit when this game came out i was not hot on it i was like this isn't mario kart 64 they're trying too many kooky things i wasn't a huge fan of a lot of the levels it just like I, I played it a lot again when I say like it wasn't I was like not hot on it. It means like I thought it was like an eight out of ten instead of like a nine out of ten. But it was like it took me a little bit to warm up to it. And then I became obsessed. Um, this game introduced new characters. I'm not going to name them all like Diddy Kong, Bowser Jr., Waluigi, Baby Mario and Luigi. And it gave characters their own custom carts and unique items. So yes. Mario and Luigi could get fireballs. Donkey Kong Diddy could get giant bananas. I forget what the others had. I don't uh, remember. I, did, yeah. I haven't played this game in a while. Again, as I mentioned earlier, kind of due to like a lack of accessibility. Um, I'd have to like bust out my Wii to do it. I really wish that they would put this on Switch. They won't. They're just going to release courses from it. 
which I guess I, I'll take that. But I, I do think like the double dash, like the idea of two racers is kind of neat. And I would like to see this game kind of get reintroduced into people's lives or introduced into new generation of players lives in some fashion. I just, I'm just, don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, two things. One, I think I just solved it. So what if you did um, four laps instead of three, and then every lap you alternated between driving or item usage? Item usage would be much more involved and would have you controlling like an aimer, perhaps. Okay. I mean, that works. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I also thought this one was kind of goofy and weird. Um, I rented it, but I never bought it. Me and my friends played. I think one of my friends had it. Um, so we played it quite a bit, but, um, yeah, it was very goofy. I just remember some of the levels being really good in this one. They were, uh, I, I think that was one of the strongest things about it. Do we want to talk about those? Yeah. So, uh, first I, it's kind of dumb, but I just love it is baby park. I, it's the number one on my list. Yeah. Too. It's, it's not maybe not my number one of the four like ranked, but like it's on my list. The it's first just like beautiful chaos. So baby park is this long, uh, like oval course. It's very narrow and you go around not the normal three times, but what is it like nine, eight. eight. So you go around eight times and essentially your ranking changes wildly, right? Whether you're first or 12th because of how many people are on the track. Um, so there are a ton of items. It gets, it gets wild. I really enjoy this one. I completely agree. It's awesome. What else do you have? I wrote Rainbow Road. Uh, I actually Rainbow Road is on uh, all the rest of my lists for all these games. Oh, I think. Okay. I, I'm a, I, I, yeah. Um, I have Wario Coliseum and DK Mountain on my list as well. I uh, I also had DK Mountain. I kind of love the idea of you know climbing up the mountain and then shooting down. Um, I also like that there's a volcano in in this level. Um, yeah. Because we never see volcanoes outside of like evil Bowser kind of terrain. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, speaking of jungles, I love Dino Dino Jungle. Um, oh, there's your dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs are always fun. And then I, I think they do a lot with all the prehistoric area kind of tropes. So like caves, volcanoes, dinosaurs, eruptions. Um, and then Daisy Cruiser, because I just I love cruise ships. Not to be on one. I'm actually very terrified. But I just like the idea of them. Uh, interesting. I also you, like Daisy. I also do you like, like the idea of the Titanic more than you liked the execution? <laughs> you know, conceptually, I'm big into the Titanic. It's just the <laughs> delivery that, you know, it's like communism or socialism. Big into the idea. It's that execution that really fucks it up. Yeah. I also, I think I was wrong about the laps. I think there's only seven laps, not eight. Seven. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, high volume of laps though. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about this one. Um, let's go to the one I played by far the least. Uh, Mario Kart DS. This actually might be the one I played the most. Really? Well, then yeah. why don't you? Uh, I loved this game. I played all lot i played a lot online also i played a ton of mario kart ds online uh it introduced online multiplayer uh it had a mission mode that it introduced as well not part of the online just separate um there were you know eight missions with it kind of usually involved tasks like collecting coins attacking enemies and boss battles which i thought was very neat even though something i didn't engage with too much it introduced rob and dry bones as characters it introduced the blooper and bullet bill items, which I think have been in every other Mario Kart game since. Yes. And it 
had a mechanic. It's kind of like the wave dashing. What wave dashing is to Super Smash Brothers Melee, I think this is the, it's called snaking uh, for Mario Kart DS. And this was just kind of, basically snaking is the it's doing the boost, the turn boost over and over and over again, back and forth in a way that basically. Because so in all these Mario Kart games, there's like a turn boost you can do where you kind of hold like what's it like not glide or I don't know what the what the right term is. Um, um, yeah, it's like a it's like a drift. Kind yeah, of. a drift, and and you kind of hit back and forth on the control pad or joystick or whatever, and it helps you kind of boost. Uh, it gives you like more of a boost, and then you let go, and it kind of shoots you. This game gave like the ability to do it, and I think the low profile of the control pad on the DS helped a lot. It, it you basically would just do it back and forth, even on straightaways. There wouldn't even be a turn. You would just be doing it back and forth and back and forth. And you would constantly do that for an entire race to try to beat everybody. And it just gave you so much speed. And there was like, I remember playing this game online and I started seeing people and I'm like, I was very good at it. And people were just smoking me. And I had no idea how or why people were able to go that fast. I thought there was something that, about the game, some secret I didn't know. So I did some research and it turns out that they were just doing drift boosts constantly. And I became kind of obsessed with that. And my friends and I would get together and we would play with each other. We would play online. And so I, I play this game a lot and I got pretty good at it. I thought it was really fun. I, it was also the first Mario Kart game to introduce uh, to have unlockable courses from like more of like the older games. Um, so it was kind of, at the time it was like, this is going to give you like a full dose of Mario Kart. There's so much Mario Kart, uh, so many different tracks and fun things to do. And it was just, I loved this game. I played it so, so much. Well, <laughs> why don't you list your favorite tracks? Because I'm sure mine um, were cobbled mostly from memory so, and YouTube watches. So today. two two of them, I think, are two of the best courses in all of my... Like, I, I think two of them would be in my top five tracks of the entire series. Okay. Um, TikTok Clock yep, is one I of them. Had, yep, that one's that a blast. That's probably my top three favorites. Yep. Uh, Waluigi Pinball. Hey, that was on mine too. Love that one. Yeah. Uh, and then my other two that I wrote down were Airship Fortress because gotta love that Super Mario Brothers three vibe, and Rainbow Road. Okay, for my third, I had Luigi's Mansion. That's a fun one too. I yeah. I, I thought like I think like once you get out of the mansion, it's a little boring aesthetically, but you know, I uh so they have since released TikTok Clock um as a remaster. Um, they have not though for Waluigi Pinball. I, I don't understand. And I, I, I know it's I, such a good it, the, and the track, the music yeah. is one of the best songs in I, all of the series. I barely played this one, and the two I remembered immediately were TikTok Clock and Waluigi Pinball. They're they're phenomenal. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the Mario Kart Eight DLC will have Waluigi Pinball. We'll see. Um, next we have Mario Kart Wii which is kind of the really the only one that um, adds any kind of like motion controls yeah that uh, steering wheel I definitely engaged with it Uh, like the motion sensing aspect and I did play it like that for a bit and I was like screw that I'm I'm done Uh, it was fun to engage with but like if you wanted to be really good at the game I think it wasn't as viable 
Right. I would say, though, the Wii in general did everything it could to, like, get casual gamers on board. And I yes. think I, I think starting with Mario Kart Wii, that's where you saw, like, oh, grandma's playing Mario Kart with me. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the steering wheel worked surprisingly well, but it still wasn't. It, yeah, it was it was it wasn't meant for it was meant for casual gamers, not meant for veterans of the series. No. The game introduced motorbikes, which I think was really fun. The ability to do uh, speed boosting tricks like midair stunts, wheelies on a motorbike. That was um, pretty fun to do. It also introduced a couple items I think that they never used again, which is the POW block, the Mega Mushroom. I think the Mega Mushroom because the new Super Mario Brothers games were kind of hot then. And the Thundercloud. And the Thundercloud, I think it just caused a cloud to appear above you and occasionally... shock you with lightning well i believe you have a certain amount of time to knock into someone else oh to, yes and pass yeah, it off pass it off hot and then potato. it's yeah yeah it's hot potato yeah yeah i i mean i, I this game i engaged with a lot I, I played this one a lot too it was really fun i don't have much else to say about it i i think there are some there's really only one level from the game that i truly like love and then there are a bunch of others that i I just, I really like, but I would say that I adore them. Well, go on. Uh, Maple Treeway. <laughs> oh, Maple Treeway. I do like Maple I Treeway. I love Maple Treeway. Um, uh, yeah. What about you? I played a lot of this um, with the aforementioned kids I babysat for and also in college. So I remember this game very, very well. Um, it's going to sound simple, but I love Mushroom Gorge. I think it's like a really fun. Um, it's fun. It's fun to bounce on those. those yeah, shrooms. I love bouncing on those uh, that mushroom. Um, and it's definitely the most fun level of that cup. I think it was like the mushroom cup for that yeah. game. Um, also, uh, I love trying out motorbikes on this one and bouncing yeah. on mushrooms. That was really fun. I was a motorbike boy. Yeah, I love Wario's gold mine um, because, again, that I, think was fun. Very, I think it's very strange that Wario is like, in the Mario Kart world, he's very into like battle stadiums and coliseums <laughs> and these things. So I like that he has a gold mine. Um, it's more interesting and if it's his character, right? He always wants money. Um, I love the pass through the mines, especially when things go. Um, or wait, is Wario's gold mine in? Yeah, that's in Wii. That, that was introduced in Wii. That was introduced in Wii. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the branching paths in the mines. I love avoiding the bats. Um, I also love Koopa Cape. Um, I, I actually really, really love water tracks in Mario Kart games, but, you know, ironically, not at all in the Mario games, especially mm-hmm. the 2D ones. I don't like water levels. Love water tracks. I love the water tube. I love picking out the fast moving paths in the river to get a the, little boost. That one is fun. Yeah. And then Moonview Highway, just because same thing. I'm a sucker for any, you know, kart game that involves going on an actual road or a highway. Um, and then I love that they're using more of like a night motif than Toad's Turnpike. Toad's, Toad's yeah. Turnpike seemed like it was happening at night, but it was just kind of like a gray nuclear holocaust sort of sky. So who knows what world they were inhabiting? Yeah, yeah. I, I I could really uh, include any of those on my list too. I didn't I didn't I had Mario Wario's Gold Mine on it and Maple Tree Way. And I had DK Summit and Rainbow Road, uh, okay. but I'll, I like all the ones that you mentioned too. Yeah, Rainbow Road was like really hard. I remember in the Wii one, right? Uh, actually, I think so. I think it was pretty easy to fall off. Yeah, or if maybe I, if I remember to, correctly, maybe I just need to get good. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you need to get good. We don't we don't stand for that kind of toxic fandom here. Uh, good. 
we don't tolerate it. Uh, you want to introduce uh, your favorite Mario Kart yeah, game? Yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite Mario Kart game, Mario Kart 7. I love Mario Kart 7. That's absolutely the one that I have played more than any other. I It's stupid, but I am a big sucker for the 3D effect when it works well. I think it works great in this game. I think it adds a lot to playing the game, the extra dimension. Um, I love collecting coins to unlock carts. I love the collection of levels. I, I just, I love this game. I love everything about it. Um, yeah, I, I find it uh, very interesting that the game that you played the least is my, possibly my, the one I played the most in one of my favorite Mario Kart games. And this is definitely the one I played the least. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my least favorite, but it is the one I've played the least. It's the only Mario Kart game I did not own or I don't own. Oh, I borrowed it from my brother and I kind of played it a a bunch and or I borrowed it from a friend or something. But I I never I never bought it. Um, And one of the reasons is I did not buy a 3DS Mm. when it came out. I bought uh, the new one basically when the Majora's Mask 3D came out. And that's kind of when I when I started playing this game and I. I, I, I thought this game was really fun. I just, it was more just like, I just didn't feel the desire to buy it and, and, and play with it. But I, I still thought it was a, it was a fun game. And I definitely, there's uh one tr- uh, course in particular that is, is a major standout to me. Yeah. So uh, just really quickly, the one thing uh, this game kind of did different is it adds, um, uh, not propellers, uh, hang gliders. Like hang, hang gliders. Yeah. Like hang gliders to, uh, your carts doesn't actually add much, just kind of yeah. little areas where you have less control. You can kind of play with your pitch and yaw, um, to go up or down. But I mean, it doesn't change the gameplay really that fundamentally. I think it just adds a couple of nice set pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are some tracks you remember from this one? Music Park is definitely my favorite. Yeah, music in the game, I Music Park on there. Um, um, I wrote down Wario Shipyard, uh, Rainbow R- Rainbow Road, and I wrote Rock Rock Mountain. But I think I might have actually been confusing it with a different level, and I can't remember the correct one now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of Rock Rock Mountain. I love a uh, Woohoo Loop. Um, oh, that is a good one. Yeah, that's one of those like really long, um, long ones, and it's from um, Wii Sports Resort. Uh, I believe. Um, I also like Piranha Plant Slide um, because if you think about it, um, in these Mario Kart games, they do a lot of really great replicating Mario Mario tropes and things. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, have we gotten one truly genuine underground Mario Kart level, like an underground level in Mario? Mm, not unless you count Mario's Gold Mine, which I guess yeah, I right. No, but Piranha, that's what Piranha Plant Slide is. It's like yeah. when you go down the pipes, like that's that's what's there. Um, so I love that it's kind of really the only underground Mario level we kind of get. Um, and I like that it's like sewers and like water themed instead of just caves. Yeah. Um, and then I just like Rosalina's Ice World. I think pairing like space with yeah, pairing yeah. space with ice, I think kind of works aesthetically. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I like it. I love this game. All right. Uh, that brings us to the last one, Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, the original was released for the Wii U in 2014. And Wait, then for the for the what? Wait, what? The Wii U. The what? The Wii U. What is that? 
<laughs> who knows was that Appar- a switch that you can only play in your living room apparently, yeah, apparently it came out between the wii and the switch really yeah i know what do you right know? Yeah. uh the, the game and then mario kart 8 deluxe came out on the switch for 2017 or in 2017 so mario kart 8 mario kart, mario kart 8 deluxe is really kind of just doing what super smash brothers ultimate did which is just including a ton of old stuff uh brand new stuff and old stuff um it's kind of like the the go-to, like it has the most Mario Kart content that's easily accessible now, which I do I do appreciate having that access. I still think that I, I really would still like to see more of the older tracks end up on it, which that will happen soon. And I still but I still wish that Nintendo would like port other older games to the Switch. The uh, Mario Kart 8 introduced a bunch of, well, not a bunch of new characters, but some new characters, some of which were like DLC characters. Uh, some of them were just new characters they added. Um, this was the first game to have DLC courses and characters, I believe, unless Mario Kart 7 had that. Did they? Um, I can't remember, but um, the difference between uh, 8 and 8 Deluxe is any of that DLC stuff um, for 8 that you would pay on the Wii U um, just comes packaged in 8 Deluxe. Yes. Yeah. And... <clears throat> They also introduce anti-gravity sections of a track where you can drive on walls and ceilings. I think that's pretty damn neat. Like the wheels on your tr- your cart like turn sideways and like turn and like almost like hover. It does things. way more with the gameplay to change it up than the hang gliders do. Yes. The difference too when you're going anti-gravity is that bumping into people actually gives you both a boost instead yes. of hurting the two of you. So Very there's like really, yeah, there's like really fun ways where the strategy uh, changes a little bit. I don't do like crazy high level play, but I imagine if you did like high level online play here, I bet there'd be a lot of strats about what to do. On yeah. I, I never really kind of gotten deep into competitive Mario Kart after Mario Kart Wii. So I'm not yeah. exactly sure, but this is, this is the game is a blast. Uh, it also introduced the Koopalings as playable characters, which is, I know is your favorite part of the game. Probably as long as Roy is there, as long as Roy's there. I think this might've been the first game to have non Donkey Kong and Mario related characters yeah. playable, I guess, unless you count like the Mies in, in, in you know, the ah, in Mario Kart Wii. Uh, but Lincoln Villager are playable characters. I also think some one or some of the, the inklings. Inkling. Yeah. What's it's kind of weird that it took this long for Nintendo to broaden the roster. Um, yeah. Like at what point are they just going to Super Smash Brothers it and have like, you know, Bayonetta's vagina? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna say Samus, but I think your your example's better. Uh, but I just think Samus in a cart would look stupid, and I don't want it. I, I Link Link is silly. I just Link, I I, yeah, Link is very silly. Link is only acceptable to play on his like horse motorcycle. Yeah, in yeah, my mind, I agree. Yeah. Um, do you, anything else to say about that before we talk about choruses? Uh, no, just that. Um, ooh, yeah. If again, if you're looking for pick up and play, uh, the Wii U version of this game. Um, the Wii U versions, uh, the Wii U Splatoon 1 and this game were two games that I just truly, when I was bored and lived alone, like picked up and played constantly. Uh, mm-hmm. Splatoon, I joked with my brother, but I was like, I think I'm one of the top Splatoon 1 players on the planet <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, this game too, I just like, I, I love this game. I, not as much as 7, I don't think, but um, just like from top to bottom pretty stellar courses i can't even oh, yeah. think of one that i dislike at all 
Same. Um, in terms of favorites, I, I kind of just skimmed and just the ones that popped out at me that I really enjoyed. Um, I love Dolphin Shoals again, just to continue that theme of like, I love, I love water levels in Mario Kart games. I hate water levels in actual Mario games. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Cloud Top Cruise, um, the Jack and the Beanstalk kind of theme with the yeah. battleships, I think is really fun. Um, also, uh, so I only did one DLC one because actually, I think most of the DLC ones are great, but yeah. the one DLC ones, if I had to pick all of them, I did Big Blue. Um, uh, from great F-Zero. one. Yeah, great. Right. Again, that's one of those you're not doing laps. It's just one long course. Um, And then I threw in Mario Kart Stadium because I think this is by Hmm. far the best first level of any of these games. I think I would agree with that. Yeah, Yeah. this as a first level, I think is genuinely kind of fun on its own. I think it does enough to keep it from being too simple um, to be fun. And I think that I think that's a standout because I think all of the first levels in all the other games are generally very boring. I think this succeeds at teaching you the mechanics while also actually being fun. Yeah, I think that's a good assessment. Um, How about you? I So I forced myself to pick one of Mute City or Big Blue, and I picked Mute City, even though okay. I love both of them. They're, yeah, they're both. Uh, Mount Wario. I love Mount Wario. That's another one of those not lapped levels. You kind of, you literally drive out of like a, a, a freighter aircraft. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, and then onto a mountain and then down. Um, Sunshine Airport. That's just a fun level, you know. It's an airport uh, and possibly my favorite level in the game. I don't know how you'll feel about this. Excite bite arena. Oh, I love excite. Yeah. Arena. Excite bike arena is great. So much fun. I, the DLC courses are pretty stellar. The deal. I would say. Un, yeah. I would say best courses in the game are the DLC. Courses, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to put the dragon one on there. That was uh, that's one I enjoy. That's a good much. one too. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to do our segments now. We sure are. Because this is uh, our podcast. It is. It <laughs> is. This isn't a special as, episode. As this is I'm a aware. real episode. This is a true episode. True we're trying. Died in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So this was like the only one of the segments that I just like rolled my eyes straight out of my fucking head. Well, hold on, hold on. Would we want to live here? Well, without a doubt. Uh, absolutely i don't know though like i don't know what the stakes are i don't know like there's too many variables there's too many announcements also apparently, i don't understand how you you say yes I, for dream I, I, or I, nightmare I, on elm street dream say. warriors and you're gonna like question go no one. on this one i'm gonna go no because uh. there's there's too many un, there's too many unknowns uh, also apparently link uh the f-zero world animal crossing and mario all exist in the same world um which is deeply uncomfortable for me i don't know your criteria for this category is always going to confuse me. <laughs> I think it's different every week. I think it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the segment I'm referring to when it comes to rolling my eyes out of my fucking skull is casting the movie version. I don't care about the freaking cast, the movie version. What I do very much care about is what does this movie look like? And or yeah. for fun, what does the TV series look like? Because just do this as like a speed racer TV series. So here's the thing though. And that's what I was thinking about today. Is there any Mario Kart game with any even semblance of a story whatsoever? No. no right? No. So I think I didn't even think about casting it. Cause I'm like, we already kind of did that one. And two, like it's, there's so many characters. What's the point? But I was just like, what would even the story be? Because none of these games have any kind of story to them. Yeah. I mean, 
so uh, and I didn't even really think that hard about the story. I just kind of thought it'd be really fun. If you just want some like fun action heavy races, do it more like a TV show. So I'm cheating, I guess. I'm not casting a movie version, but you know what? We don't just talk about movies we've been watching. We talk about movies and TV shows that we've been watching. That's true. And someday so, we'll do a season of a show. Do we? I mean, we, we technically did uh, New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So. And that's true. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas is a television. Episode. Speaking of the Grinch. Yeah. Um, you know, watch it. Uh, but yeah, give me something like Speed Racer or, or Wacky Races. Give me like that in Mario Kart form. Okay. I, would, I would love that. Uh, but in terms of story, gun to my head, what's the story? <laughs> I guess I'm dead. Uh, I don't know. Like Bowser and Wario have like taken over the Mushroom Kingdom and are going to make Mario and Luigi and all those other guys race them for Princess Peach's life or just for the future of who gets to own Mushroom Kingdom. And so that and Wario and Bowser build all these courses. They allow, you know, it basically it's like the mushroom kingdom is hosting the Olympics. And so everything has to change. You have to build all these things, all this infrastructure. They build all these courses. They turn parts of the mushroom kingdom into all these areas. And then Wario and Bowser are using their resources, their unlimited weird resources. Like Wario's building a freaking Coliseum because that's what he likes to do. Yeah. And apparently would you say and then that- that's it? Would you say that Bowser's pulling a real Vladimir Putin by completely overextending himself for an elaborate plan that really makes no sense? How apropos. I, 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 mean, I would yeah. I would absolutely say that. Yeah. Um, okay, I like that. Because again, like, how do you even do this plot? The idea I had was that, like, you know, Bowser gets his hands on a star because stars matter. And he uses his the power of the star to make a wish. But I bet, like, in my mind, Kamek fucks it up. And instead of like ruling the Mario verse, it's like somehow the wish gets screwed up and somehow cart is involved. And okay. you know, instead it's like a cart race to determine who gets the kingdom. All right. Um, also, I would do a movie. I would do a kid's movie um, because a ser- like, I could see the fun of a series, but unless you're having a lot of strong interweaving subplots, a la nah, Yu, I don't Yu, want Yu, any. Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament, I don't know that <laughs> it's going to work. But like Wacky Races didn't have any of that. It was just literally cartoon characters trying, like driving goofy carts and trying to to stop each other. I guess I want there to be like some real like palace intrigue, secret assassinations going on in the background subplots. Plus, like Aaron, all right, you're on a computer. Uh, I want you to Google Dick Dastardly and tell me that that wasn't an influence for Waluigi. Dick. The famous antagonist of Wacky Races. I think I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. Right? Oh, And his dog, Muttley, who always would just laugh. Oh, man. I, yeah. That's that's what I need. Are you aware that Dick Dastardly showed up in the new Scooby the Doom? Or Scooby the Doom? (laughs) Scooby Doom movie? Scooby the the Doom. To the Doom. Do Scooby. Is Scooby going to do Oh, the next movie has to be called Scooby the Doom. Scooby the Doom. Did you you know that he (laughs) Scooby the Doom? The new. No. The one that's called Scoob? Yeah, that's it. No, I did not. I'm not going to watch it. You're not going to watch Scooby the No, Doom. but actually, you know, maybe I will now that Dick Dastardly's in it. Um, also, Dick Dastardly auto-completes the Dick Dastardly anime, 
which is confusing. But the other confusing part is under Dick Dastardly anime. There's no actual anime. <laughs> There's no depictions of him in an anime. Interesting. What is the internet doing? I don't know. Um, uh, anyway. Incredible. incredible. Kingdom Hearts Corner, who which is on life support. Are we right still now. doing this? I didn't <laughs> even think of this. Are we Did you doing not? this? We no. are. We haven't. We didn't retire it yet. We're gonna retire okay. it. But all that's right. why I said Kingdom Hearts Corner is on life support. Yeah. Well, all right. The keyhole is in Mario's frenulum. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, the key is a cart. It transforms into a cart. You do wheelies because. <laughs> Um, and the plot is, I'm going to say this is a side, like this is a, this is a little mermaid world. This is like, a mini <laughs> I love how you didn't do, thing. but no thought into this whatsoever. No, I no. almost, I, I was like, I texted you like, are we doing this segments? And you said, and you were like, what do you think? And I said, yeah. And so I did this one because it's one of the segments and you just I, didn't even engage with it. I love I, it. I, I love that you didn't, didn't do it. I, it yeah. it kind of just shows how, how Kingdom Hearts Corner is, is literally, dying i well here's the thing i think it shows the stark difference between us as people because if i had a loved one that was like brain dead i would be grabbing the pillow and ending it all for them well well and i yeah. feel like you would be the one who's like but maybe there's hope no actually <laughs> i in a way i feel like what we're what i'm about to do right now is the pillow okay. uh by by suffering by limping through another kingdom hearts corner um so i called the level mushroom tournament uh it is it is a very uniquely arranged um uh, kingdom hearts level where you're just racing you're literally just in a cart racing uh you need to race nintendo baddies like wario and bowser who are being controlled by maleficent much like pete was or is um you know if you want to go real bananas you could race a member of organization 13 at the end which the idea of like having like xemnas in a cart racing against sora is pretty funny to me i mean bloodborne cart is happening yeah uh my keyblade is called the cup king Ooh, I like that. Uh, the blade part is a star. The mush there's a mushroom at the tip. Ha <laughs> uh, The grip looks like a trophy handle, and the keychain is a fire flower. Um, so the joke is on you because there is a kart racing mini game in one of the Kingdom Hearts <clears throat> games. Is it one of the ones that I played, or if I just? Oh wait, no. There's um. Wait, what am I thinking? I, for some reason, I was just thinking of like a chocobo race, but that's not Kingdom Hearts. What? Which one? Oh, we'll get there someday. Is it one that I've played? I just no, want to know if is, I should be it is, embarrassed. It is not one you have played. Okay. Well, good. I don't feel bad then. Yeah. Fan fiction corner. So here's the thing. Did you find Mario specific fanfic? Like, I'm sorry, Mario Kart specific fan fictions? Because uh, I was I did. I was, really because i was drowning in generalized mario fan yeah fiction. it was really hard to find yeah, mario kart ones. it was it was um, what i found i i only wrote down one that was notable and just how stupid it was the i found a handful that was really just narrating races with no stakes whatsoever there's no story it was just like mario wanted to win but bowser wanted to win but mario wanted to win more so they raced and this is what the results were. Like, it was real mind-numbing. Um, what is it called? <clears throat> I, I didn't write down any of the names of those. The one that I found is called Mario Kart Racers. The 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 narrative, the intro is, what, what if Mario Kart had an actual campaign? This is how I think that story would go. A mysterious shadowy figure has gathered some of the greatest racers in the Nintendo universe. Who has gathered these racers? How will they go home? How will they act when, when given the specific challenges of these races? 
This world will have every course and Grand Prix in the Mario Kart franchise, including DLC and some custom courses. Also, the red monster and mushroom tires from seven can be used with eight, but not the other way around. Okay, Does that okay. not sound gripping okay. to you, Aaron? What, like what? Using your imagination when you're reading the story and pretending to be like, what is it? Your own like role play where you're like, I'm role playing as though I have the red wheels on. Yeah. Um, I, we've got time. I'm going to read you the entire thing. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, it does not continue. It was last updated in June, June 25th, 2019. Uh, where this ends, let's just say that what, what I just described has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay, okay. I love that. So, so like, there's, there's placeholders for like your name, like, and like last name. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to put my name in in those situations. So I am James and I'm one of the best Mario Kart players in the world. I'm known for being the first in the world to complete N64 Rainbow Road without falling off at 200 CC on the Switch's mini screen and scoring a perfect 720 in the gauntlet, a little setting I made up. 200 cc versus race no teams normal items hard ai all vehicles random tracks 48 races a task that took almost a year to complete without failing okay what the fuck does this have to do with the mario kart campaign you may ask i I am asking that tune in uh because you won't get an answer so But you will get a fun surprise at the end. On the second to last attempt, I was rounding the final turn of Ice Ice Outpost as Dry Bowser sped past me with a mushroom, beating beating me by less than a tenth of a second. I know, rough, right? Getting back on track, pun intended. One day over the summer, I got a package from Nintendo, or an affiliate at least, claiming to have code for a new project for me to test. So is this a so is this the, the 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 campaign for a Mario Kart game where you a human player is in the game like what is this person doing Well okay also what's very strange is is this does it transition to the beginning of a creepy pasta where that like code is actually like programmed by an evil drowned elf It or sure something? it sure sounds like it's heading that direction <laughs> Aaron you are never going to be able to see where this is going oh, uh, but you're going to be okay. excited Please. Um, when I got back to my room, I turned on my with, I think he meant to say Wii. I pulled up the Nintendo eShop going. So also he's playing on his Wii and he's already acknowledged the existence of seven and eight. Yet this is for Wii. I don't understand. I don't either. Going down to the final option, I inserted the code and he lists a code that has no significance. Uh, as I confirmed the code, the fan on my switch revved up and my wireless BOTW controller started to vibrate so hard that I had to drop it on my bed. Jane, what did we need to know that it was a breath of the wild controller? We sure didn't. Okay. James, a voice from my TV set as a silhouette appeared on the screen. You have been selected as the sole test player of the new Mario Kart racers. The silhouette then snapped as a bright light was projected into my face from my TV. All right. Are you ready? This is the last paragraph. Like of the whole thing. Yeah. Of the whole thing. This was never finished. It's one of those. Okay. Is he awake? A feminine voice with a British accent asked as I weakly opened my eyes. I'm up. I said, looking around with a blur as I didn't have on my glasses. Where are my glasses? Here came a raspy voice as I was handed my glasses by a man in red. 
Thanks, I said, putting on my glasses, seeing that I was surrounded by video game characters with Dr. Eggman being the one who handed me my glasses. And that's the end. Oh, wow. That is a cliffhanger. (laughs) What are you, Heroes Season 4? Get out of here. I know we didn't need all of that, but I just I thought that the other bit, as boring and terrible as it was, was worth uh, the payoff. Oh, that was that payoff was incredible. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's the only notable fan fiction I found. Uh, I think this warrants a lot of fan fiction, but I do too. You could definitely have like a fun like tournament arc kind of story with it. Yeah, like, do yeah. an anime types. I mean, that yeah. would be that would be really the idea. I know I mentioned like wacky racers and stuff, but like give just give like a tournament style anime to this. Yeah, absolutely. Donkey Kong got his own TV show for God's sakes. Oh my gosh, this could do. I it. thought that was so cool when it came out. Um, yeah, I was a fool. All right. Well, <clears throat> I similarly had some difficult uh, trouble finding one. I did. Um, it was called Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. So you know, maybe okay, maybe <laughs> maybe think about changing that title. It is by Peachy Princess Four Hundred Three. <clears throat> so this is a finished work. Uh, it has nine chapters. Uh, chapters four through seven have some pretty unique titles. Chapter four is the first race. Chapter five is the second race. Chapter six is the third race. Okay. Chapter seven is the final race. Chapter eight has a little spice. It's called saying goodbye, question mark, explanation point. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll read from chapter three, random stuff before the race. <clears throat> so this is told from the perspective of Peach. Okay. Chapter begins. We decided to go to Olive Garden to eat. (laughs) As we waited for our food, Daisy told me what happened while I was sleeping. Well, I ate breakfast and then did my homework that was due on Monday. She started. Then I heard something come from down the street and it turns out it was two trucks. Why are we so weird, Peachy? Daisy joked. I honestly don't know. I joked back, but then I got serious. Do you think our teachers will punish us for not being in school? I asked. I hope not. I do not want to stay after school in the detention room. Daisy shuddered, and I don't think it's because it's cold. Me neither. I I said a shiver going down my spine. We headed back to our rooms and went to bed early. We wanted to practice the next day. Okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying that when I was a child, I loved Goosebumps, right? As we all did. As a child, I thought it would be a great idea to write uh, a Goosebumps for myself, okay? As Mm -hmm. as you do. As you do. Here's what I didn't realize as a child. As a child, um, everything is new and fresh and exciting to you, right? Because your time on this earth is still very limited. Yeah. But the older you get, the more jaded you become. And you don't, you know, care about things like... (laughs) clothes people are wearing or where they're deciding to eat or you know what someone had for breakfast (laughs) um that all leads me to believe that excuse me the person that wrote this was extremely young yeah how it reads and what it decides to emphasize it just reminds me of my own childhood because my attempt to write a goosebumps book um included lengthy portions about the main character meeting an elderly old couple who invite him over for dinner and make him hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) And that was a large chunk of the book. And wow. my brothers reading the draft were like, I don't think anyone cares that you had hot dogs for dinner. I think <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so it just made me think of this, that boom, we're getting that they went to Olive Garden. They're getting that, you know, Daisy did her homework and yeah. then she fell asleep. But then also strangely, almost as quickly, uh, their teachers are going to punish them for not being in school. So I don't understand that. Um, and then it kind of goes on like that. But 
I, I do have to say that for essentially kind of an entire book's worth, um, I, I have a feeling the person who wrote this was nine, but they finished an entire book. So that's, that's a better achievement than I could do. Also, the number of people that continue reading through to the last chapter, because chapter one starts with 49 viewers, chapter 11 is down to 11 viewers. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give those 11 people gold star points for, you know, keeping up with PG Prince. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So what have we got? What, what else have we got? That's all I've got for, oh, what, for what, fan fiction. Oh, what would our fan fiction be? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I think it would probably just be along the lines of what I explained for like a plot of a movie. I, I just want some sort of like plot tying all this together. Again, not something I need. It's just like if I was going to do fan fiction, why not let it be that? Come up with some yeah. crazy reason. Explain why Wario has a stadium and a gold mine. That I would love. That I would love too. Why are all these people building race courses or like seemingly owning entire towns or swaths of land that they have no right owning um like the yoshi's island the yoshi's island racetrack i know yoshi has his own island but this is an island full of businesses and homes yeah I don't think yoshi rules that yeah no i don't approve um what have you been doing with yourself i know you saw a movie this afternoon i did i saw jujutsu kaisen zero which was a blast um very enjoyable, definitely only for people who have seen the show. I think it would be very confusing if you haven't. Um, and I saw X, Ty West's new horror movie. I won't obviously spoil anything. I'll say that the cast is just excellent across the board. Uh, just great performances by all people involved. I would love to see Ty West took like a really long break and, and even from making a film and an even longer break from making a horror movie. Because the last film he made was in a Valley of Violence, which was enjoyable, but not a horror movie. And I would say this is his best movie or second best movie after House of the Devil. Um, did you have to see numbers one through nine to get this one? Uh, good one. Because <laughs> it's a Roman yeah. numeral. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for uh, X2. Um the Square Enix version of this. Oh, I was just gonna say, is there gonna be a pop ballad? There actually, he he filmed. Apparently, he filmed a prequel movie uh, in secret with I, yeah, Mia Goth. Um, not really the type of movie I need a prequel for. I, I will watch it because it's a Ty West movie, and I think Mia Goth is just an excellent um, actress. Um. But yeah, I really just like Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, who's also in the most recent Scream movie, uh, Brittany Snow in the best thing I've ever seen her in. Kid Cudi is oh. probably the best part about the movie. Uh, he's hilarious. It's the movie's just a blast. It's really fun. I, I have some I don't know if I'll call them criticisms. Or I guess I have a couple criticisms that I can't really get into without getting into spoiler territory. But there, it was the kind of like movie I think I wanted it to be one thing and it wasn't. And I have to just get over that and appreciate it for what it is. And it it is, and I still liked it. It was just, I think I wanted something else from it that I didn't get. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, other than that, I've been playing tons of Elden Ring because, oh, and I rewatched uh, The Italian Job. Okay. Because <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. What about you? Uh, but. And continuing on in One Piece. Uh, oh, that's got too. to a story. Yeah, I just got to a story that's really good. The one that I thought was kind of meh um, finally ended. And then, uh, yeah, I've been playing some triangle strategy. Um, How still is reading. 
it's good. Uh, it's good. Um, I will say it's very, very slow um, to start. Um, it's very slow to start. I think if you're looking for a Final Fantasy like tactics alike, that is not this. Um, but it's it's good. It's good, and it's it's a story first game, gameplay second, uh, which is I think why I may have bounced off of Octopath um, mm. because Octopath seems very story first, gameplay second. Um, I found the Octopath gameplay to get get extremely repetitive. Mm. Um, however, Triangle Strategy, I'm actually really, really enjoying the the gameplay um, to the point where I'm just like grinding, grinding out fights over and oh, over nice. again. Um, I know you're a big yeah. tactical RPG guy. I am. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love those games specifically. Um, but this one, I it definitely story first. Um, but the gameplay is still very solid. But if you're looking for something as like flexible and kind of customizable as Final Fantasy Tactics. That is not this. Every character is basically like their character with their abilities. Um, I actually don't part. mind that. It's like sometimes I just need it, something more straightforward. Yeah, I agree. Like the job class is kind of Final Fantasy's wheelhouse. So, you know, we don't need everything to have that. Yeah. Um, and then still reading Tunnels. Did I talk about Tunnels last time? I don't think so. Oh, so no, tunnel- yes. That was the, the YA series. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep. I'm done with Tunnels 1. I'm still on it. Um, everyone read it. Everyone read Tunnels. There, it's. I'm forgetting, like, it's just a very, very enjoyable, like, adventure action read with some really strong concepts. Hmm. Um, it'll never get made into any kind of, like, show or movie, but I think, it, like, a Netflix, like, series a la a series of unfortunate events or that, like, Jurassic Park show they have yeah be perfect for it. But, um, yeah, it's just a super fun adventure series. So read that. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was Mario Kart. It was. Uh, had a great time doing this. Yeah. Um, we've been we've been wanting to do this for a while. We should also say that this retrospective was comprehensive enough that if you have any interest in picking up a Mario Kart game, don't. Um, you have experienced them just by listening to this. Yeah, definitely don't need to play them yourself. No, no. Yeah. Okay, bye. See ya.